The 2022 Farm Conservation Challenge and Chuff Awards had dozens of entries and celebrates the strong role farmers play in protecting and encouraging the Isle of Man's rich biodiversity. Organised by the Isle of Man Farming and Wildlife Advisory Group, the awards celebrate our farming community as the guardians of our cherished natural landscape, recognising that they successfully combine commercial farming with conservation initiatives. Liz Charter was government's senior biodiversity officer before she retired. I asked her about what she enjoyed about judging. Well, first of all, it reminded me how much um, wildlife there is on farms and how much the farmers know about it and just the sheer enjoyment of walking and looking at the bird life, the plant life, the fungi and discussing the management that goes alongside it and how it comes to be like that. I know uh, uh, some rare plants that you discovered that hadn't been seen for for over a a century. One of them was over a century, but that wasn't discovered by me. There was a a plant on one of the farms that I saw when I went round 20 years ago, and it's a rare buttercup, uh, the celery leaf buttercup, and it was just where I'd seen it previously. But it had somehow, in the meantime, got onto a black list of extinct plants. So it was nice to prove it was wrong. Why do you think this sort of competition is important? I think it's really important to take time to talk about what's going on in the soil, in the air, apart from production. And then you start to see how everything is connected. We were walking around and seeing flocks of finches. We were seeing flocks of linnets associated with collecting up the weed seeds from arable fields and stubbles. We're seeing birds of prey, and the birds of prey clearly need other things to eat, so they're a symbol of the healthiness of the ecosystem. All the layers below the birds of prey are there, and therefore the top predators, they're a good indicator. So this competition was bringing attention back to the healthiness of our countryside. Actually, there was a a really good, dare I use the pun, field of entries for for this. Well, it's it's a partnership between DEFA, the Wildlife Trust, the FWAG, that has pulled this off. It's the success of having an agri-environment scheme again, having the partnership with the wildlife charity and um, having good quality advice coming from them. But for too long, there has been this sort of um, tension between agricultural production and uh, biodiversity. And, and I think maybe the awards and indeed the agri-environment scheme uh, can demonstrate that these things can be complementary. Of course, they have to be complementary. After all, the wildlife is providing endless free services for farmers in pest control and circulating organic matter in the soil. And we mustn't forget that. And for that to be healthy is a support to the farming system. Sir John Lorimer was a celebrity judge and for once he was playing second fiddle to Lady Lorimer. I, uh, first, I, celebrity sounds a little bit uh, over, <laughs> over the top. The reason I was on the panel is really because my wife, Philippa, comes from a farming family. So she was on the panel and I was kind of the plus one. Um, but I learned so much. It was wonderful to go around the, the, the various farms. I think was what was uh, interesting, just seeing some of the initiatives uh, that supported uh, the environment, supported conservation, and uh, really imaginative ways uh, of doing that. And we, we had a really good view of a cross-section of uh, um, commercial farming on, on the island, which was great. Yeah, I suppose this... Uh 
time that we're living really does show why it's so important that we have farmers and uh, of course the award uh, demonstrates that farmers are really good for the environment as well. Oh absolutely and I think the the I think what going around the farms and seeing one and everyone and talking to 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 everyone is how the farming community is clearly is passionate about um, uh, production of food but also is passionate about the the environment passionate about uh, the uh, you know, the Isle of Man and uh, everything that goes on here and I think they're the custodians of the of the land and I think they take that responsibility very seriously and we should be supported uh, for that so for me to be able to go out and do the farm visits and the other farm visits I've I've done has to allowed me along as going to the to the agricultural shows and meeting the the Manx National Farmers Union has really allowed me to meet uh, an incredibly important section of the of, of the Manx population and that the farming community is incredibly important and for me I've learned a lot by talking to them and finding out what some of their challenges are at the moment. Any truth in the rumour that after your various farm visits you're planning to plough up the lawn at Government House and replant a wildlife meadow? Uh, yeah, not, less on the ploughing, but the, and it's not the lawn. Um, there is a field uh, which has been used for livestock um, some time ago and it's, it, to me it just seemed perfect for a, a wildflower um, meadow. So we're just going through that. We've, uh, we, we, we mowed it at the right time. Um, we've now got to um, scarify it and uh, get a bit of was it yellow rattle in there and things. Like that. So we're right at the beginning of that journey. But I think um, I hope that you know next summer we'll see the the, the products of that again. And it's it's you. I'm I'm keen to use government house in a number of different ways because I think it's a wonderful window on the Isle of Man. A lot of people come to government house and see it and go oh. And, and, and they can hear about some of all some of the initiatives that are going on on Ireland. Darren Moore from Jackson's thoroughly enjoyed judging the awards and hosting the ceremony. Absolutely, it's been absolutely fantastic from start to finish, culminating in today and this award ceremony. It's just been brilliant to have everybody here. It's been a great afternoon, and you know, in terms of what everybody's doing out there, phenomenal. It is, as I said earlier, on a complete inspiration. And yes, Jackson's, we look forward to completely further committed and engaging uh, for all things community and environmental and farming and our relationships with these guys moving forward. Brilliant. You know, you, ha- you had the opportunity of visiting all these farms. Uh, it, it is fantastic, the work that they're, they're, they're doing around the, the countryside, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, without exception. You know, uh, all different shapes and sizes of farms and different types and different histories uh, it, it is just staggering and, and, as I say, quite inspirational in terms of what we can all learn off the, the, the resolve and the way in which these guys are going about, not just tradi- using traditional methods, but uh, innovating for the future and, and how they're going about it. It's just tremendous. Yeah, well, again, these guys uh, deserve the best. They were so hospitable and, and warm when we were able to visit their farms. Uh, I wanted to try, on behalf of Jackson's, to reciprocate today, so we've been able to clear out our Porsche centre of some uh, some nice cars to, to create that environment and reciprocate and deliver a lovely experience for everybody to come here today. So it's been fantastic to be able to host it here, really superb. Manx National Farmers Union President Ian Parsons and Vice President Murray Kringle are encouraged by the recognition the awards give but are concerned for farmers' futures. 
Uh, Ian Parsons, you're, uh, you're about to give us a speech. What are you going to say? It'll be very short. <laughs> um, just welcome everybody here and um, it's nice to showcase some of the you know, the be- environmental benefits that come off the back of Manx farming. You know, we're, we're here to produce food, but also there's a lot of environmental benefits which today showcases. And, and I think sometimes uh, the, the, there's, there is this sort of conflict or there feels like there's a conflict between production and, uh, and the environment. Uh, that doesn't, well, what I'm hearing is that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. No, certainly not. And especially here in the Isle of Man, we, we still do have a very traditional type of farming with um, mixed types of cropping. Um, sort of manage wetlands, the uplands. So whilst producing food, there's real environmental benefits off the back of it. And uh, Murray Kringle, uh, I understand uh, you've been uh, providing habitats for geese. <laughs> yeah, I'm providing a habitat for quite a few hundred geese. Um, and they look well flying in, Phil, <laughs> to be fair. In the morning, there's a, a good sight when it comes in and plenty of noise, but uh, they're certainly hungry. Are we going to have to start rediscovering some of the, the old methods that uh, allowed for even more um, w- wildlife-friendly um, I- environments? I think, yes, certainly that does need to be explored as well, but I think we need to appreciate as well food security and food production is going to be a real issue going forward. I think you know, for the first time in generations we, we're going to start seeing food shortages in the UK between um, droughts in Europe, um, the Ukraine situation. So, you know, as as an industry, we, we also have that need to produce food as well. And and do you think um, that the the strategies that are in place at the moment are sufficient to allow that uh, the Isle of Man to be uh, food secure? No. <laughs> um, we welcome the fact that the you know the, the agricultural strategy is getting looked at again at the moment, um, but it certainly does need to be changed to fit in with the way food production is now and with the the massive input costs that farmers are facing and obviously you know as an island we we have an obligation to try and be as self-sufficient in food as we can. And uh, Moddy Kringle then the the agri-environment scheme I mean it's it seems to be being well received around the island Um, what what would you say is the uh, the advantages of, of that scheme? And the, the environment scheme is uh, starting to, to work in a bit now. I have to say that lots of our farmers yet are probably behind where they were support-wise a few years ago. And um, hopefully we can find ways of rebalancing that because with costs the way they are, it's got to balance up. Um, yes, hopefully it'll work in the end, a few tweaks here and there. Hopefully we'll get there, but um, we can't have some guys left well behind. That's, it just doesn't work. And, and in terms of that support, um, what, what more do you think government can do generally? Uh, because again, th- these sorts of award ceremonies are, are great uh, and wonderful. And indeed, very uh, big numbers of, of farmers were actually entered uh, this year. But if we don't have farmers uh, in the long term future, uh, then quite frankly, the awards are, are, are going to be a waste of time, aren't they? Um, yeah, I mean, it's good that they get some recognition as well. I mean, they're doing a tremendous job, these people. Um, but I'll go back to what Ian said about food security on the Isle of Man. Um, the boat hasn't sailed every day this week, and we've seen much stuff missing off the shelves. And we're only starting the winter yet, so um, I think we've got to think a little bit how we get this all produced and how we're going to feed ourselves, which is the important bit. Michelle Haywood was representing the Agriculture Department, and I caught up with her in conversation with farmer Paul Castain, whose work was highly commended by the judges.
I've always been a supporter of the wildlife. I love seeing wildlife, but there's got to be um, an economic value to, I want to stay in farming, but I can see the benefits. Um, we put herbal lays in, and I'm really, I'm a stockman. I love seeing my stock do well. This year, uh, dry summer, as I'd expected, um, times, fodder times were going to be tough, but the herbal lay has been fantastic. Um, root system goes down two or three feet. They've got um, uh, chicory in it, and that's a great antlamintic, um, so I don't have to worm the cattle as often. It's carrying, the island is short of selenium and vitamin E, so a lot of these herbal lays are carrying the minerals that we're looking to make the animals grow at a higher growth rate. And I've just been looking, uh, yesterday there was a, a, a lecture on herbal lays, and um, they're comparing the herbal lay to the normal grass, and the benefits, the growth, the daily growth weight is a lot greater in livestock grazing the herbal lay. But also the pollinators are benefiting from the mixtures. So each plant can grow at a different rate. Some come into season earlier and then it's like a staggered, staggered effect. So you've always got a crop there, but we've started mob grazing as well. Um, obviously the benefits, are, they're in, they're out. Um, the plants, the invertebrates have got a, a chance then to pollinate us. But we've noticed an increase in bats because of the moths, because of the small insects. The moths are then attracting the, um, the owls, the birds of prey, um, the rodents as well, there's little, uh, little field mice, etc., shrews. Dung beetles as well, we've noticed an increase in the dung beetles. So yeah, it's just got a knock-on effect. I've installed mobile cattle brushes. The mobile cattle brush is fantastic. It, it saves the fencing, um, and it, it's also we all get a, an itch we want to scratch, and you know we're trying to trying to scratch that area that we can't get to. Well, you want to see the, the cows and the sheep are all underneath it, and they're all rubbing away. Have you learned here everything you've ever wanted to know about dung beetles? Well, that and the cattle brushes as well. I mean, mobile cattle brushes. I mean, can we move them around, like you know, to the villages as well? You know, all line up and have a, yeah, have that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> a keep warm winter initiative. <laughs> yeah, I think the scale of entries this year caught the judges by surprise. They had to do a sort of staggered uh, judging to get through the number of, of entries, and that's a real testament to how well. The, the, the agricultural industry is working alongside partners like Manx Wildlife Trust and, and their Agricultural Envi Environment Advisor um, to, to develop some of these you know, really, really uh, exciting, ecologically friendly projects. And it was a, a really good uh, sort of joint initiative, the uh, Agri-Environment Scheme. Yeah, it's working very well for us and uh, it's something that we're looking to expand slightly as well. Um, Dave does a, a fantastic amount. He obviously understands farms when he goes around there and, and everything he's suggesting is kind of realistic and practical and isn't going to impact on the, the economic output of the farm. And, it, and we know worldwide that you know a, a good, thriving, ecological biodiverse environment is good for all of us so it's kind of a win-win really. Maureen Owens won the Small Farm Award. I'm not, I wasn't worried about the award but I've always um, worked on the farm when my husband was alive and that since he's died I've had to take it over and um, I just do my best that's all and then when Mr Bellamy came round and had a look at it and said it was a really natural lots of wildlife lots of wildflowers fungi and then he encouraged me to go in for the awards, so I thought, well, I will do it because he's been good to me. 
I mean, it's so important, isn't it? Uh, because I think for far too long, uh, farmers have, have, have sort of seen seen as the villains of the peace by many people. Whereas actually, uh, farming and wildlife is you know they're, they're natural bedfellows. Well, they are starting to get that way a bit more now, but 15, 20 years ago they weren't, because my kind of farming, which is just like uh, not putting a lot of things into the farm, like fertilizers and insecticides, all that kind of thing, um, was not really treated as being commercial. Now, I understand for the larger farmers it has to be done, but I think that if you can manage without using all the chemicals, then I just think that's better. George Radcliffe from Balakizik won a special award for dedication to conservation. He told me where he started off farming. Like in the, I was Balakrink on the St Mark's Road, that's uh, over 90 years ago. And uh, wonderful, Th- those days it was absolutely fa- fantastic growing up at the time, 1930, it was a wonderful time growing up. The world has changed now, it's a different world altogether. And, and of course, back then, um, there, there was no such thing about thinking about uh, working with the environment and working well, with I mean, wildlife it, it because it was, it was all there. I mean, the, the way we were farming, the environment grew with it. It was an absolutely wonderful time. And, and the farm at Bella Keswick, uh, what is it? I mean, what do you like particularly about the farm? Presumably, it'll it'll give you wonderful memories of the past. <laughs> certainly does. Like, I mean, it's, it's the layout of the farm. Like, we've got the. Uh, it spreads and it goes into a valley where the sand burn runs down to the bottom end of it. Like, and and, and obviously the judges uh, thought a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Certainly, one of the judges said that if, if ever there's a farm visit, uh, really you must go and see Balakizik. Yeah. Well, very pleased with that. Very chuffed to, to hear somebody <laughs> say that. Like, yeah. but I mean, farming has changed. It's well, I was growing up in the war years. Like, I mean, farmers were appreciated those days, but it seems to be now they're, uh, well, the food comes in on the boat and, and we don't matter that much. Yeah. Th- that's what it is. That's what is up with it now. Like, And that's a big worry, isn't it? It I is mean, a it, big it, worry. Yeah. And someday, I mean, they've got to get the act together now before it's too late. There's going to be a, a crunch time and maybe it's not far off. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of farmers are really struggling at the moment, aren't they? Struggling at the moment. And I mean, you, who could buy a farm today? I mean, when my father bought my farm in 1954, it was 130 acres and it cost them £4,050. What could you get for that sort of money today? You'd hardly get a field for that. Well, half a field probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, Maybe a garden. Well, thanks very much again yeah. for all all that you do for the uh, the, the biodiversity in the island. Well, and that's, uh, it. that's it. It's a wonderful little place. Like, but it's well, it's not the place it was when I was growing up. Like, it's changed that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope that it it, it can uh, regain some of the the well, beauty and the wonders well, that it used to have. I, I mean, there was a charm about it in my younger days, but you know, a lot of that is disappeared now just disappeared the winners of the large farm award and the overall chuff award were farming brothers david and robert cool i caught up with them on their farm at balagorn in arbury uh, you must be very chuffed with this uh, tremendous award yeah very happy indeed it's um, it's an honor to win it um, we weren't expecting it at all uh, I think it's just our overall approach and, and willingness to adapt to the, the, to the changes that are facing us and, and you know, the, the sort of general wildlife that we're finding around now is, uh, is, you know, it is, you know, it is very pleasing to see. So. 
Um, I think they like the, the way we manage the hedges. Um, we, we trim the hedges on a biannual or every three year cycle um, to try to keep them big, bushy, and there's good places for wildlife in them. We integrate wetlands. Um, we've got a wildlife corridor right down through the middle of the farm. And because of rotational grazing, we've always got different sward lengths around. So the wildlife have always got a habitat to be able to move around. And, and um, the, uh, the other thing, of course, uh, that you're particularly fond of is the dung beetles. Yeah, they are um, they're a very beneficial insect. Uh, only really discovered them ourselves earlier this year. Um, they've got huge benefits to agriculture, huge benefits to wildlife. Um, they're just a generally beneficial insect. Um, they break down dung. Um, take it down into the soil, uh, they dry the, dry the dung pats up quicker which will uh, reduce the methane emitted from them. I think there's a good bit of work being done to test how efficient that is. Um, they're getting the nutrients into the soil where the, um, the roots of the plants can get to them quicker and easier. They're raising the organic matter in the soil which is allowing the soil to hold more carbon which in this, this day and age is going to become more important. Um, they're also getting rid of uh, fly larva. They carry a little parasite with them, which kills fly larva, so reduces fly burden on the farm. And because they dry the dung pats up so quick, they can also be reducing the um, worm parasite burden on the farm as well. And uh, you're also planting <coughs> trees uh, on the farm, aren't you? Yeah, we are, we are, and we're looking at more and more beneficial species that can be, uh, all, there's a wildlife benefit and also a benefit to the agriculture. There's uh, certain types of trees, for for instance, walnut and eucalyptus that, that can provide fly fly repellent capacity, which uh, can also help us reduce chemicals that we have in the past used to uh, control fly burdens, etc. And of course, the other thing with trees is uh, particularly when we're getting these longer uh, or hotter uh, summers, uh, this uh, provides good shelter for the cattle as well. Yeah, they, they do provide excellent shelter and in conjunction with the hedges that are, are around it is, you know, it, it does make those um, weather incidents easier to manage for, from where we can put the animals to provide them with the best shelter on different days. I think any farmer uh, enjoys the, 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 the great benefits that uh, the, of the environment you're out in. It's, uh, you, 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 you can't help but be moved by uh, the birds and the flowers and all, all the, the beauty of nature. Um, but you, you've also got to make a living as well. It's not, not the easiest of times, is it? No, it, it isn't. And, you know, there are considerable challenges. You know, if, if we were to look at fertiliser, you kind of 18 months ago, you could have got a 26-ton load for approximately £7,500. You're now looking at north of 25000 for that same amount of fertiliser. So actually looking at how we use that, how much of it we use, you know, in this last year, we've reduced our fertilizer usage by over 30%. And, and in the next 12 months, we're looking to reduce that even further. And as far as the, the farm is concerned, any particular um, projects or, or is it just uh, carry on doing what you're doing, which is obviously uh, doing the power of good? Um, obviously the tree planting project, um, we've just in, started to introduce multi-species swords. Uh, I think we'll start to use a few more of them to 
to give us drought tolerance and to give us a reduced nitrogen requirement as well. Um, just lots of things really to try to reduce our reliance on external inputs. I think it's important that we, we thank Paul and Hillary for how well they've organised this and brought this all together. And uh, the sponsors from uh, Jackson's here, uh, Darren in particular, you know, he's put a lot of work in alongside Paul and Hillary to uh, to put the event on here today. And also um, their fellow judges, the I think five or six others that come around and judge, you know, they've given their time and they've given us quite a lot of uh, good feedback as well. So thank you very much to all of them. It was a really good celebration of an important side product of the way in which Manx farmers manage the countryside. We live in quite turbulent times and it is hard not to feel some concern when we hear farmers who play such an essential role in keeping us alive telling us they can't afford to continue producing the food on which we all rely. Don't forget this programme is available as a podcast on Manx Radio's website. For now though, I'm Phil Gorn, Goramayo. Thanks for listening.